Jesus begins to preach light of the world. That is the uh, heading of this uh, reading today, the heading of this talk, and the heading of this new series as we start this term. And we're just thinking for a moment today about how he begins. And I'd like you to reflect with me. We've had a remarkable series of talks, uh, we think, having prepared them, <laughs> over Advent and Christmas this year somehow. It's been quite an inspired series, looking at in great depth over, over actually six talks on the first 18 verses of John's Gospel. And it's been an exciting series to put together. We have reflected on the shepherds. The shepherds, of course, the first missionaries, aren't they? Because they hear from the angels and they say, we better go and see. So they do go and see. And when they've seen, they come back and they tell others what they have seen. I love that. The first, the first, the shepherds, day one, are spreading the good news. And today we think of the wise men. We remember the wise men. Uh, I watched the BBC nativity film with four Chinese students about three weeks ago. They, they know nothing, absolutely nothing at all about faith. It's extraordinary. And so to watch it with them, and the thing about the BBC film, I don't know whether you know it, but it's a very clever portrayal, actually, particularly of the anguish of Joseph, very authentic, <coughs> about the anguish of Joseph trying to get his head around the fact that his uh, wife, or wife-to-be Mary, has been, been made pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And there's a remarkable, if you haven't seen the film, it's a great film to watch. But the other narrative of that film is it points out that the astrologers, the wise men, uh, would of course have to start their journey many weeks earlier. And they said this timeline of the astrologers, perhaps in the middle of last year, noting the constellation saying, hang on a minute, in a few weeks' time there's going to be a particular constellation. So it's very interesting. And of course, as we heard in that collect, the wise men recognizing our Lord. And so we now have the start of this series, and it ties in for me with the start of this year, this week, where we're going to get back into the rhythm of things, our work, or whatever we're doing in our lives now, normal life resumes. The location that Matthew places this story, begins to preach, is, as of course does Luke, is Jesus now launching his public ministry. So if we think for a moment that he has grown up, he spent 30 years growing up in a family with brothers and sisters and parents, probably arguing over the washing up and that sort of thing, that dynamic of family life. Do you think that's possible? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. You know, Jesus would have been quite rigorously fair. I did it yesterday. It's your turn, James, to do the washing up today, whatever they did. But of course, he learned his trade, became a carpenter, and therefore has got workplace experience, working with colleagues. I love that dynamic, this amazing fact of the word becoming flesh. And he will have matured. We know from the stories he matured early, didn't he? And so age 12 was engaging with the leaders in the temple in Jerusalem. He will have become distinctive. He's been baptized and he's been tested uh, in, the, in the wilderness. And in fact, it is Luke's gospel more than Matthew. But it's Luke who records that Jesus goes out to be tempted full of the Holy Spirit. He's just been baptized and the dove has come down, as Luke records, and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. But after the time of temptation, Luke records that he comes back in the power of the Holy Spirit. Quite interesting to empower his work. So here we have him now starting to preach in his hometown. And he arrives here. 
Light of the world, I was just thinking of those people we know in our, either friends or family. And you will know people like this. There are certain people we know, I like to imagine this, that when they come into a room, the room lights up. Do you know people like that? They're good fun to be around. And it depends on your mood. Maybe we all do it, I don't know. But there are certain people I know who I like them coming into, into a room. I like the being with them. Because when they're there, there's something about the room lighting up. And I imagine that that is what happens here. Jesus starts to preach. He quotes Isaiah. And what struck me about that in the reading we heard, thank you, Dave, is that Isaiah is talking about the Galilee of the Gentiles. So here's Isaiah prophesying that this leader would be not just the Jewish people. You remember that in the early part of the New Testament, the Jews had some difficulty getting their head around the fact that the Holy Spirit was going to be uh, manifest in the Gentiles too. But not Isaiah. He talks about the Galilee of the Gentiles. So this light is new. It's not just the Jews, it's worldwide. Jesus and Isaiah knew that. A worldwide mission. A light has dawned, and not not just the light coming back on, not like a sort of power cut. You know when we used to have power cuts and you light a few candles and things, and then there would be a ping if you were, yes, ping, and the lights come back on again, and you'd see things exactly as they were. I don't think this light dawning is like that. I think this is a brand new, different sort of light. Things will be different. And then he begins to preach, begins to preach. And it says simply these words, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near. Very, very simple invitation, no conditions, no things to fulfill. Repent, for the kingdom is near. I was reminded over Christmas of the invitation that Peter gives at the end of that remarkable sermon and Pentecost when he talks to the people the day the Holy Spirit comes and he reminds them of the history concluding with the fact that the person they had crucified was indeed the Messiah and when the people say cut to the heart what should we do brothers Peter doesn't say to them watch your backs because they're coming to get you the police are on their way he doesn't say that he simply says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Peter, same message, maturer now, and of course, with Jesus now, uh, not proclaiming it, but as the means of that forgiveness, and as the means of being, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. My final thought is to go right back again to this series, The Word Becomes Flesh. And we're talking about here a person. We've imagined the sort of person who comes and lights up a room. We've imagined Jesus growing up on earth. We know he did that. I'd like to just imagine for a moment you're looking at Google Earth. And Google Earth right out, so you see the earth. If you've done it, I'm sure you know what I mean. If you haven't, then do it. It's quite exciting then to sort of 
double click whatever you have to do on your computer over bath and go on double clicking like that I'm left handed so that's my double clicker and and you can actually focus right down on your back garden the accuracy is remarkable isn't it and that for me sums up the intimacy of faith through Jesus Christ that we believe we believe in God the creator we believe that we're living in a world created by God in a universe created by God the stars, the Milky Way and all that but also through Jesus Christ we can sense God's presence right by our side knowing us personally one of the most remarkable verses in the Easter story as recorded by John is at first Easter morning when Jesus has come back from the dead he has overcome death he has saved the world for all time for all people and yet the first person he meets is Mary who he calls by her first name extraordinary same thing same thing the Google Earth zooming in Jesus was right there Mary and she says teacher and of course this message of Jesus Christ in this way is unique to Christianity Jesus the son of God begins preaching lights up the room in a new light Jesus fully human knows each of us intimately and we can know him no conditions John records to those who accepted him to those who received him Jesus gives a right to become children of God so for me today at the start of this year is back to basics remember our first love discover our first love those of you here who have yet to make that make it step off the curb Jesus I want to be with you teach me I guarantee it will not be a disappointment